Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Tater Time Football today, Thursday, September 10th. I uh, got a big game, real excited about tonight in Miami on South Beach. Uh, the UAB Blazers will be traveling to play the Miami Hurricanes. Um, 7 o'clock kickoff tonight on ACC Network. Uh, we'll definitely come back to this because I want to get into uh, more details on this game. Uh, but we do want to recap last week, and yes, there were not a lot of exciting games. That's why we didn't have a recap after all the games uh, Saturday. I uh, just didn't want to bore y'all with something uh, that y'all weren't really interested in. But uh, I definitely want to recap um, some games and touch on some others. Um, Marshall started the day off playing Eastern Kentucky. Uh, interesting fact about this game, Grant Wells, the quarterback, freshman, first freshman quarterback from West Virginia to start since 1995. And boy, did he uh, show up. 16 of 23, 307 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Kid played really good. They won 59 to nothing. Um, another interesting fact is Eastern Kentucky turns around, goes from Huntington to Morgantown to play West Virginia this weekend. Um, it's just kind of interesting on that. Um, but back to the recap, um, I guess the biggest game that really stood out, uh, there was really two, um, Army winning 42 to nothing and BYU beating Navy 55 to three, um, really con contrast between the two service academies. Uh, I mean, Army jumped on MTSU early and never let go. Um, MTSU really surprised me. I thought they'd give up a better game. They were actually a three-and-a-half point underdog to Army, but I definitely didn't see a 42 nothing shutout. You know, I didn't think MTSU really tried to move the ball down the field a lot, and I don't know, maybe they just got disheartened by the way Army was playing and running the ball. I mean, they ran the ball for 340 yards to MTSU 75, and it took – MTSU's two quarterbacks to get over 100 yards passing in this game. So it's really interesting. Um, and going to the BYU-Navy game, the total yards in this game, BYU had 580 to Navy's 113. Navy just did not look like they were in this game from the kick. Uh, looked like they were somewhere else. And the coach did take responsibility for that. Uh, so, you know, kudos to him. But... Really kind of surprised me. Navy at home getting beat 55-3 to by BYU. Definitely thought this was going to be another decent game. Um, the one game that ended up being a good one that we really didn't expect was SMU and Texas State. Uh, Shane Buchel, 26-36, 367 yards, but he also threw two picks. Um, and they just, again, they didn't look like this – high-powered offense like we were expecting. I mean, 367 yards is a lot of yards. Don't get me wrong. But the two turnovers is what gets me in the fact they hold on to win 31-24 to really closer than I thought this game should have been. Um, and the other game, South Alabama and Southern Miss. South Alabama got the upset win on the road at Hattiesburg, 32-21. Uh, uh, bright spot in this game was Desmond Trotter for South Alabama. 299 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Another fun fact about Trotter, he is actually, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the grandson of Ozzie Newsom, the great Alabama tight end. And uh, 
front office guy for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, and also he had a great NFL career too. Um, anyway, uh, the other thing about this game, um, maybe a day or two after Jay Hobson, the head coach for Southern Miss, uh, resigned, uh, which was kind of a shock, I guess. Um, it was mutual between the athletic director and him. Uh, so I guess they're going to go with another guy. Uh, he was there 10 years with Southern Miss since 2016. And I guess he's just uh, embarrassed by the loss. So I guess he decided it was time to hang it up. Uh, also had Memphis and Arkansas State. Uh, Brady White for Memphis. 26-36, uh, 275, four touchdowns and one interception to lead the Tigers uh, in this win. Um, okay, so... That's basically the recap, and uh, also you, you notice that it's me alone this week, and uh, unfortunately, uh, Big Al couldn't be with us, but we did have a conversation, and um, we'll get into some of that conversation a uh, little bit here. Um, so let's start out with this week coming up, okay? So we uh, want to go back. This is where we want to go back to the UAB-Miami game, Um so Miami's a 14-point favorite. UAB's coming in with a win over Central Arkansas. A little sloppy, uh, to say the least. Eight penalties for 83 yards, three turnovers in this game. Central Arkansas turned over three times also, and UAB did get the win, 45-35. So, you know, that's good they got the win. But, you know, for UAB, they just got to clean it up a little bit. They definitely have talent on this team. Uh, junior Tyler Johnston uh, did come out of the game. And they put Bryson uh, Lasario in the game. Um, he looked pretty good, and you know looked more comfortable than Johnson. But maybe it's just the first first game jitters. Maybe um, you're hoping, but this could be a quarterback controversy down the uh, later in the season. Uh, but definitely the Brown Bros, even though they're not brothers. Uh, Spencer Brown and Jermaine Brown looked very good for UAB. And Lucia Stanley also participated in this game. Uh, They've got some pretty good talent wide receiver with Austin Watkins and Myron Mitchell. Uh, Garrett Prince at tight end. So UAB does have some weapons. Um, Saying all that, it's going to take them to play a really good game tonight uh, if they're going to want to upset Miami, who, like I said, was a 14-point favorite. Uh, they get the transfer from Houston uh, to Eric King. Uh, they also got Cameron Harris uh, coming back at running back. And two freshmen that they're really excited about, Jalen Knighton and Donald Chaney. Uh, Miami's really excited about these guys. Uh, tight end, you got two guys that uh, kind of stand out, Will Mallory and Brevin Jordan at tight end. Uh, wide receiver, they have uh, Mark Pope. D. Wiggins and Mike Harley. So you'll probably hear those guys a lot tonight. Uh, and again, they're really excited about Jalen Knighting. That's what I've heard this offseason. So it's going to be really interesting. Um, I guess my, my biggest takeaway for this I think UAB can hang with Miami, but again, they're going to have to not play sloppy, uh, limit the turnovers and the penalties. I mean, look, Bill Clark is a good coach, and, you know, he's earned his. 
stay here at UAB. I mean, basically stuck through when the program went away and, you know, brought them to a, two bowl games and they get a win uh, in the Boca Raton Bowl. That was really impressive. And, I mean, look, he also used to coach Prattville. They were a real powerhouse in high school back in the day when he was there. Um, he only lost 11 games at the high school, which is very impressive. Uh, had a couple uh, state championships, and I think he won back-to-back for sure at least once. Um, so, I mean, again, Bill Clark, he's a good coach for you to have, and if they want to upset Miami, I don't think they want anybody else leading them besides him. Um, but that all being said, I think Miami is just going to be too much tonight. Um, I definitely will be pulling for the Blazers, um, but I think Kyle or Big Al um, agrees, and I'm going to say I think Miami covers the 14 points. I think they win by 17. I think it's close for a while, but I just think Miami pulls away late and gets the win. Um, so we'll see what happens. I mean, looking forward to it. Glad college football is back. Very excited about that. So let's move into Saturday. Saturday we have some decent matchups, and they're all in the ACC. So Syracuse will travel to Chapel Hill to play North Carolina, who I think is very um, – I guess they're ranked – to me they're ranked way too high right now. I mean, they got a lot of hype this offseason, and that's all you've heard about is you know how great they're supposed to be. And, look, Sam Howell – Looked very impressive last year. They did win seven games and get a bowl win, but 18th, going 7-6, makes you the number 18 team coming in. I don't necessarily agree with that, and Big Al would disagree with me. He thinks this is going to be a very good North Carolina team. I just think everybody gets hung up on the Clemson game last year, which, again, me and Big Al don't agree with um, about the end, how North Carolina had a chance to tie it, but – Anyway, um, going back to my point, though, I just I feel like all this hype with North Carolina, I don't really buy it. I mean, and again, I, I think maybe a team like Virginia Tech could be a sleeper this year um, or even NC State up the road because, um, I mean, all the hype's on North Carolina, so I feel like the pressure's on them. And, look, Mac Brown, he's been North Carolina before. Um, yes, he's had some very good teams, um, but I think the biggest thing that they did um, was get to the Peach Bowl. Um, I don't know. I just they did win eleven games one year with Mac, but I mean they've had great players too. Dre Bly being one of them, who comes back as a defensive back coach this year. Um, so it'll be interesting. To see what they do. Maybe I'm wrong. They're favored by 23 in this game with Syracuse, and we kind of got away with that. You know, Dino Babers' team from Syracuse, they kind of struggled last year, but he usually gets these guys up. So I don't even think North Carolina covers 23 points. I think they win, but I don't think they cover. Um, I think it's a little closer than people think. Um, and then going into the other ACC game that stands out this week, it's Georgia Tech-Florida State. Um, Georgia Tech is led by Jeff Collins, who I'm not a big fan of. Heard last year how they were going to change the offense. is going to look totally different from the triple option. It didn't look very much different. Um, and they go 3-9 and nine last year. Um, and, and, again, to me, he's just been an underwhelming coach. He's been at Temple. Um, and, you know, this is a chance for him to maybe prove me wrong here. Um, 
but I'm not big on that. And I'm also not big on the Florida State hire with Mike Norvell from Memphis. I felt like they could have done – they could have got somebody bigger. Um, but I guess, you know, I definitely think he'll do better than Willie Taggart because he can't do much worse. I mean, Taggart just derailed this team. And uh, I just don't think he was very good fit with the Florida State. Um, and the other thing that kind of scares me about – this is why I'm leaning towards Florida State in this game. Uh, Georgia Tech has said that they're possibly going to play four quarterbacks. That's never good. When you're talking more than two quarterbacks playing in a game, you don't got a quarterback. I mean, that's that's basically what it is. And uh, Florida State, they bring James Blackman back. And, uh, again, he's what they have. Um, he's definitely got experience now being that he's been there, it seems like, five years. But um, he's back, and I think this gives Florida State the edge. I think they make enough plays and get the win over Georgia Tech in Tallahassee. Uh, moving on to Notre Dame and Duke. Notre Dame, again, number 10, to me, is a bit high again. Yes, they have Ian Book coming back, and Brian Kelly's still here. You don't really know much else about Notre Dame, though. I, I really couldn't tell you anybody else on their team, uh, to be honest. That's how not how underwhelming I am, of, or underwhelmed I am of Notre Dame. And I, I think, again, the number 10 rankings, based on name alone, um, they should beat Duke, even with a 20-point, uh, being a 20-point favorite. I think they should be good enough to beat Duke, though. Um, so, I guess that leaves us with uh, Clemson and Wake Forest, which this game is not going to be close at all. I mean, Clemson's fair by 33 points. I think they definitely beat Wake by more than 33 points. And I think they said the over was like 60 or something like that. I think they could possibly beat them by 60 in this game. I'm not kidding. I mean, the last two meetings – Clemson has beat Wake has outscored Wake Forest one hundred nine to six. Embarrassing, I mean, totally embarrassing. I really like I said I just feel like Clemson's a way better team, and this shouldn't be close. And we got other games uh, Saturday, which shouldn't be much of a contest. Oklahoma gets to play uh, Southeast Missouri State. They finally get to see uh, the freshman. Uh, Rattler, Spencer Rattler play really big things. Heard, heard about this kid. And then Texas plays UTEP. So Sam Ellinger should get a win Saturday against UTEP. I mean, this shouldn't be too hard. Um, so, I mean, that, that's basically what we got this week. So, yeah, again, not a lot of exciting games, but at least we have some kind of matchups that are going to be worth watching. Um, and it, it'll be good again to see football out here. Always good to see college football. So very excited about the next week's coming up because you're going to have more rivalry games coming up, uh, like Virginia, Virginia Tech, Florida State, Miami, and then we get the SEC ball too. So this should get more interesting as we get closer uh, to October. We should have some a lot better matchups. Um, so for this week, uh, that's all I got. Um, join us next week. Uh, Kyle will be back, or Big Al will be back um, for that. Uh, and hopefully we'll be able to get a recap Saturday night after these games. Uh, we'll try to do that. We'll see how it goes. And uh, you'll either hear from us Saturday or you'll hear us next week.
Uh, so y'all have a good week and go Blazers.